Welcome to Edge Ken Jamie featuring Odin the Cat. This is a podcast where we speak to a variety of guests, teachers, comedians, fashion designers, storytellers, therapists, entrepreneurs and many more. We'll be educating me, Jamie Oliphant, a teaching assistant and stand-up comedian, as well as our resident professional Odin, who'll be giving you his updates on how to navigate those tricky life situations. Anyway, on with the show. Episode 3. Okay, I need to start off by saying I've been away for quite a while and I'm sorry about that. I've let myself down, I let you down, but most importantly I let Odin down and as he reminds me, that is not acceptable. Uh, This is a cat who deserves a platform and uh, we're going to make up for that today because we've got an incredible guest. But just before I introduce... I'm going to tell you a little bit about the latest drama unfolding between Odin and the next door neighbor's cat Mitzi. Things have escalated. Uh, It is fair to say a couple of Saturdays ago I opened the front door and right in front of me on the doorstep was a poop. Now this was not a dog poop. I was pretty sure this was a cat poop. I've I've seen I've seen dog poop and cat poop. Uh, there's you know there's a density difference. I'm gonna say there's a difference in density. Definitely not a human poop. This was this was uh, 100%. I was I was convinced it was Mitzi, and I voiced the suspicion uh, inside the house. People looked at me like I was crazy, but I I had my intuition that it was Mitzi who did it, she was the guilty party. You know, people really doubted my theory until a couple of days later, I opened the front door at about seven in the morning and lo and behold, who do I see? I see Mitzi outside popping a squat. She just looks up and stares at me, and then she jumps up onto uh, onto the neighbor's porch. And I just looked at her, and I was like, "I knew it was you. I knew it was you." And I'm gl- I'm glad it, you know that it was seven in the morning and no one else was outside to see me because I was talking to a cat. And just it was very much like a Fredo in Godfather Part Two, like you know, moment of revelation. This is I know what you're about. Basically, this is it. I I know you. I know you. And uh, and anyway, I just wanted to, to give you that update because, um, you know, it's, it's what we've all been waiting for, let's be honest. But also, this week's guest, very, very excited to introduce uh, her to you guys. It's going to be a great episode. Anyway, after that completely unhinged opening, let's introduce this week's guest, Lauren Patterson. Lauren is a stand-up comedian. She was nominated for the Best Newcomer Award at the 2017 Edinburgh Festival for her show Lady Mark. In 2018, she was the only UK rising star invited to Just For Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal. Along with Montreal, she has performed at Adelaide, Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, New Zealand, Kilkenny and many other international comedy festivals. She can currently be heard hosting the critically acclaimed weekly podcast, Conversations Against Living Miserably with comedy writer Aaron Gillies, produced by the TV channel Dave. She's also the proud mum of Jacopo Ralph, and I should also mention that he's incredibly patient with me during this chat because he had been promised walkies and he did so, so well to sit still for the whole time, mostly thereabouts. This was recorded back in April during lockdown three. Anyway, please enjoy Lauren Patterson. How's, how's your your lockdown going? I should say this is like, for anyone listening, this is lockdown three and we're about a week away from things opening up. 
how you I how you do it lost track of like what lockdowns were in because i've like yeah. worked right the way through so i got a job what day are we on now 8th of april i got a job pretty much bang on a year ago um so it's weird because for me everything's been not the same because obviously i'm not doing the job i used to do but and obviously a lot of people who are on furlough or have lost their jobs have literally been confined to their houses where at least i have been like going out and going to work every day so it's been shit but at the same time I'm like I don't know what I would have done if I was cooped up in the house literally for a year so I can't really complain too much even like because obviously with being well I've literally been there a year now so I had to take like holidays like four weeks holidays and even the weeks off that I've had I'm just like well it's not a holiday because on your week's holiday from work you would go out for dinner or you'd go to the pub or you'd maybe like go somewhere for the day but I'm like you can't really call it holiday from work when you're just like <laughs> confined to your home. Exactly I found I've 100% found that like just sort of even talking to people in the staff room just on the breaks about like what they got up to on the weekends and, they would, and it would always be like kind of triggering for everyone everyone was just yeah. like nothing I just stayed in what about you and yeah Sorry, the dog's trying to dig a hole in the floor. I love his energy. He is so funny. That's weird. So you've, so when did you, tell me about him. Like, wait, well, when did you get him? I got the dog in January. Because I wanted a dog for ages. Stop causing trouble. What's he eating now? Now he's eating these harness. <laughs> Hold him. If you're quiet when I do the Zoom call, I'll take you for a walk after. And he's heard the word walk and he's like, why aren't we outside? It's but, um, got, um, Let's go walking. January. Because yeah. I had a week off work in January. But the way it worked was I had a week off. And I know them beautiful things about rotors where you'll have like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off the day, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday off the week before. Then you've got a week off and then you don't start again until the Wednesday. So I had like best part of two weeks off by chance. And I was like, yes, please. And I just thought if I'm going to get a dog, I need to get him when I've got a couple of weeks off work to like get him settled in and stuff. So I found this like dog on, especially in Wakan travel at the minute. I was like, right, I need to find a dog in Newcastle. And I found Ralph and I went to see him on my lunch break and I was telling everyone at work, I was like, because I work with my mum, I was like, don't tell anyone, like, don't tell my mum that I'm going to go see a dog, don't tell her, don't tell her. And everyone was like, we won't, we'll keep her quiet. And I went to see him and I come back and I was like, I love him, I really love him, I really want to get him. I was like, but don't tell my mum because she'll go mental, like, we never <laughs> have pets going off. Like, yeah. she was a bit weird about his getting a dog. And then I got him and I sent her a picture when I had him and I was like, meet your new grandson. And she was like, oh, he's not coming in my house and that's shitting on my carpets and he's not pissing on my floor. Oh my God, fast forward four months or however long I've had him. Yeah. She's like besotted with him. He went oh. for a sleepover the other night and slept in our bag. She feeds him custard creams and she thinks <laughs> I'm not looking. Like she wraps him up in a dressing gown. I'm like, you love that dog. genuinely feel like a single parent because obviously like how to do it I've never had a dog before so I've had to learn how to train a dog like all by myself yeah um, and it's mad and it's I guess it is a bit like having a kid although I'm sure people who actually have kids would disagree but you know like half the people were like don't let them sleep in your bed do not let them assert your dominance from the start don't let your dog sleep in the bed and then the other half of people who like have small dogs like Ralph were like let him sleep in your bed like if it's comfy and you're comfy like it's not like he's a big doberman taking up all the beds and it's mad like how much like conflicting advice you get and you start to feel just like a parent and you're like it's my baby and I know what's best for him <laughs> I yeah the whole dominance thing I've heard that as well and it's like sort of just like 
about really asserting yourself as the owner and stuff and then yeah. giving them that boundary but I don't know I've always had dogs on the bed and it's, it's been pets on the bed and it's been great and uh exactly and I'm like if it's the choice between put him in the living room where he's going to cry all night and scratch my door down and I'm not going to sleep or have him in my bed where he's comfy I'm comfy and we're both chilling yes please yeah. that's fine <laughs> nice uh, what, what were the people that you got the dog from like what's uh what yeah so what were they like he was so nice like and I think there'd been like a litter of six puppies and there was Ralph and his brother left and yeah. like when I went to visit it was the other dog that came to us first and was like showering us an affection and like jumping up at us and licking us but then like Ralph I don't know if he's always got this like one little white paw and he just comes sort of like bundling up after and then he started giving us all the attention uh-huh. and I was like I feel like I should pick the dog who came to us first but Ralph was just such a little like ragamuffin yeah and I was like no I'm gonna get it but the dude was really nice like when you brought the dog round, you brought like um the blanket that he'd had since he was like a puppy which would have like his mom's like it and he brought yeah. like some dog food and some like toys for him just so I could get started and he was like good luck like have fun and I was like oh my little dude oh that's so cute that's proper oh. nice like I've I've heard stories of friends of like sort of literally been handed the pet like sort of a bag of weed at like a train station and been yeah. like sort of given the cat and been like there you go and they're like oh okay and it's just uh it's, it's been a bit he brought the other puppy as well because I'm guessing maybe he couldn't leave the other puppy in the house so he brought the other puppy with Ralph so for like about 30 seconds I had two tiny 10 week old puppies in my flat and I was like do I take them both do I take them both should I do it (laughs) that's so that's so hard do you reckon he did that as like a hard push or something I think it was horrible when like he sort of they were both in like that little box thing obviously and he let them out and then he had to pick the other one up to take it back home and I was just like oh I don't want to take your brother away away from you like I but no way could I have coped with two dogs no way. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot when uh... hello. hello I can see you he's like jumped up on the chair behind us and I'm like I can <laughs> that's amazing what, what breed is he what breed is he he's a jackapoo which I didn't even know was a thing because I was looking for like Labradors, Border Collies, like classic dogs. And then I thought, I live in a flat and I've got a tiny little balcony. I don't have a garden. I probably can't get a big dog, even though I'm not going to be in this flat forever. But I was like, no, no, I might have to start looking at smaller dogs. And I was like, little dogs are shit. Like, I don't want a little dog. Um, So I had no idea what to look for. And then I did just literally look at like, what was available in the area and I saw him and I was like what the hell is that he is so cute and then I saw Jackapoo and I was like didn't know I know like cockapoos are dead popular at the minute and what's the other one cockapoos and I was like I didn't want to get something crossed with a poodle because I think it's so like I don't want to say like typical at the minute but I feel like so many people have got like cockapoos cockapoos and I was like I don't want people to think I'm like basic No, but then I was like a jack. Like I've never heard of a jackapoo. I've never so- heard of that either. That's the first time. Yeah. Nah, I've never heard of them. But he seems more like Jack Russell than Poodle. Whereas, like, I've seen some other jackapoos who are way more curly. Mm. Um, but he's quite wiry, like a Jack Russell. But he's got the like stubbornness of a. I mean, he's got the stubbornness of the Jack Russell and the intelligence of a Poodle, which is quite an odd mix because he's smart. But it also means if he doesn't want to do something, he's like. No, like no. He's above Especially it. Especially when I, yeah. 
when I was like toilet training them as well, there was times where I was like, you know where to go toilet, you know what to do. You just can't be asked. You just can't be bothered. <laughs> it's not that you're like a little puppy who's making a mistake. You're like, no, no, I meant to piss there, but I don't want to. What are you going to do about it? And I'm like, Ralph, this is nothing about you. He pissed in his own bed for the first time the other day. Like oh, yeah. he's had a bit of a belly, so fair play, it might have been that. But he was yeah. sleeping next to me on the sofa and I picked him up and I put him in his bed. And I was like, I was with them, like I was FaceTiming someone at the same time. And I was like, hang on, quiet, quiet, quiet. I can hear something. It sounded like a dripping tap of water or something. I was like, what's that? <laughs> oh, I made no. And I was like, oh my God, Ralph's pissing in the bed. And she was like, what do you mean he's pissing in the bed? And I was like, he's literally just stood in his dog bed, just pissing. So I was like, oh God, so I hung up the call with her. I went and put his little leg cushion straight in the wash. And I was like, I guess you're sleeping in my bed tonight. Cause this was the time when I was trying to like train him to sleep in the living room. And I was like, right, I guess you're sleeping in my bed. So I brought him in my bed. And then the next day, obviously his dog bed didn't have the cushion in it. And he just sat and cried. And I was like, well, you've pissed in it. I had to wash it. <laughs> Then I got the cushion all dry, put it back in for him all night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nice clean bed. He won't go in it now. Nothing yeah. like any other one is sleeping there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just the smell and stuff. Like, whenever we clean the house, like, the cat has just got to go into the cat litter and drop a huge yeah, deuce. Yeah. And it's just like, it's horrifying. It's when I wash my bed in, like, he's straight in there absolutely literally gets himself under the covers he loves when i put fresh bedding on and i'm like but when i wash your bed you're like no no this no. isn't my bed anymore and i'm like mate what are you doing yeah that's it they hate like just pets just hate clean beds they hate clean linen they're just like why you've just taken the smell away from me this is horrible when no, i was like really I used to give him my dressing gown because I thought that's probably the thing that I like smell most of me because I wear it like in an evening and in the morning. Um, so I used to sleep with my dressing gown and then my mom washed it the other day and I was like, what have you done? And she was like, come on. She was like, come around when I was at work to look after the dog. She was like, I just thought I'd do a bit washing for you. And I was like, he's not going to be happy. <laughs> like, I get devastated like just with the second something doesn't smell like that. he like Odin proper mouths off at us like has has um Ralph do you feel like he's learned to to swear at you yet has he sort of yeah like oh yeah like um my parents I went to like when I was at work the other day they looked after him so I went like pick him up from my parents um and he was like chewing one of my dad's slippers in the garden so he'd obviously like snuck in took the slipper and snuck back out so me and my dad were like hey what are you doing and he was just like like barking back up one more. I was like, he doesn't give a shit like, exactly I'll have the slipper if I want. <laughs> yeah, he'll do he'll do what he likes. It's it's the sort of like it's the the kind of cheekiness like you are not getting in the way of me in this slipper. This is something yeah. separate to, to what's going on. Um that's amazing exactly. that. I, I had I remember when uh my parents got a puppy sort of she's like eight now and uh my uncle uh was um just sort of available at the time to kind of take care of it during the day so he was just like chilling out looking after it but he just had an operation and i came yeah. home and i sort of like saw the puppy just kind of like gone absolutely feral and uh -huh. um she just left little poos like all over the kitchen floor and and i was like i was like michael mate she's like 
she's done so many poos what's happened yeah. and then and then he was just sat on the sofa and he was just like oh has she oh oh no oh oh no oh and like like didn't even get up and i was like bless him you know he had just had an operation it was quite a big yeah. ass like so but yeah it's well, hard work so sneaky like because he as well so like he would he picked up the wee and thing quite quickly so obviously i got the puppy mats for him um and i, I think i'll have to have puppy mats probably for longer than most people because i live in a flat so it's not like i live in a house with a garden where i can open the door constantly so sure, like, yeah in terms of building them yeah longer. um but when i first got him i started to get him away on the puppy mat really quickly and i was so proud he would have like the odd accident but on the whole he knew I wee on that mat, which is why I was so surprised when, like, last week he weed in his bed. I was like, you've had that nailed since, like, January, February, what you're playing at. But the poos, oh, my God. Like, I remember them first couple of weeks because I don't know if it's a dog thing or maybe if he's just a private boy, but he would always go somewhere hidden. So he would go behind my TV or yeah. he would go, like, say if we sat together, like, in the living room, suddenly with my living room and kitchen, like, join into each other, and he would sort of disappear and have a little wander about, and I'd think, well, whatever, I want to let him explore, it's his house, yeah. but then I'd go to the kitchen, and he'd have gone behind the sofa, and he was really sort of, like, private, and I said to me, ma'am, I can't just follow him round constantly, because then <laughs> in his head, that's going to be like, oh, great, my mum goes wherever I go, and I'm like, no, I need him to learn to do things by himself, what yeah. are you doing now? Where is he up to? Good life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm getting in the way of his walkie time. This is uh No, he's fine. Um but yeah, and then it, when he started sleeping in my room, Ralph, get down. <laughs> get down. He loves like digging and scratching at the minute. I don't know yeah. why. Um but yeah, I started letting him sleep in my room and because obviously he can't hold his tummy like all through the night, I would wake up in the morning every morning without fail there would be a poo in my ensuite i've got like a little ensuite bathroom and i was like well i can't be mad because he's, he's not going in the ensuite. yeah he's literally taking himself to the toilet and i was like you know if he was pooing in my bedroom every night i'd be like this is a problem but i was like well he's going to the ensuite so he's getting but now you go and do a poo on your puppy mat don't you in the night it sounds there. like he's a sophisticated boy yeah, I've started leaving like my bedroom door and my living room door open through the night. And like this morning, so he slept in my bed. I woke up this morning, I went to give him his breakfast and there was a little poo on his puppy mat in the living room. And I was like, so at some point in the night, he's got out of bed, come into the living room, done a poo in the dock, knowing where to go, and then just come back and got into bed with me. So I was like, good lad. That's expert. That is that's top tier pooping. That is, what a clever boy. I, I don't have that skill down. I can't go in the night without light exactly. I'm, I'm too scared well good <laughs> that's uh that's impressive oh it sounds like about like i thought at least if he's sleeping in the living room that's where his puppy mat is and that's where he knows to go toilet but i was like oh my god if i'm trusting him to walk through me flat in the pitch black and know where to go poo but you're smashing it aren't you smashing it He's killing it. Have you, I've noticed him sort of popping up on your socials and that is great to see. I think he is a little star in the making. Are you tempted to do the Instagram account just for the boy? I've gotten one, but I'm really oh, bad you? at uploading it because for the first like few weeks, I had like a really old iPhone that I've had for like four years and he was quite hard to take a picture of because he was like so little and obviously he's like dark fur and he would move around so fast. And then I got a new iPhone in... When did I set it up? Maybe like February, March time. And oh my God, as soon as I've got that phone, it's like 
this is how old my old iPhone was. This <laughs> one's the one that's got, like portrait mode and stuff. So, oh, oh yeah. my God, it's a little model dog. And I'm getting like much nicer photos of him. But I thought it was so sad. Like my support bubble, I went for a walk with them and their dog. And I was telling them I've set up like an Instagram for them. And they were like, oh, when we rescued our dog, we got told that dark fur dogs, like black dogs, are less likely to be adopted because they're less Instagrammable. And I was like, that is so sad. That's so now sad. I'm more determined than ever to put lots of lovely pictures of Ralph on Instagram and be like, look, don't just don't just take the golden Labradors and yeah. the little white Westies. Like, Represent. Oh, I thought that was a sad reflection of like society that people would pick a dog based on how Instagrammable it is. Like I think it's it's sort of um like it's blown up massively in the last year, sort of people getting dogs yeah. over over lockdown and like you know so i i yeah that must be a, like a really huge thing in terms of like yeah. some breeds being in massive demand and stuff and like like i didn't even think like oh how well is my dog gonna photograph i just took one look at him and i was like you are adorable i love you and then i did stop trying to take pictures of him and i was like you're impossible to take a photo of but now <laughs> you totally can don't you that's yeah. amazing i think it's so nice to have that like really lovely story getting him for the first time and meeting him and him kind of like taking yeah. a second to come towards you and God. I've got this picture of I think it was one of the first days I had him and like you don't realize that it sounds so daft but like obviously I see him every day so I don't realize like how big he's getting but I've got mm. this picture of when I had him like the first couple of days and I'm like sitting on the sofa with my legs like flat out and his little dopey head is just like resting over my leg and he's just looking up at us with these like big brown eyes and you can tell he's just thinking I guess you're my mom now like I guess oh. I guess you're the boss and it's so quick to transfer like that isn't it oh absolutely like i went for a walk with um my sister and the kids the other day because they haven't really had much chance to meet them with like the lockdown rules and everything um so i said right well let's all go for a walk or my sister suggested it let's go for a walk so i met her outside my flat and within like 30 seconds he'd done a poo so i picked it up and i was like i'll go and put it in the bins by the flats before we start walking because i live like near the quayside and i was like i don't want to be walking along the quayside with a bag of shit. so i went running to go put it in the bins and all i could do was him instantly crying after us and like my sister had the leader and he was like running to try and be with us and she was like oh my god it's worse than having a baby i was like yeah i'm his mummy it's just more panicky sometimes, isn't it? Do you think you're like a strict mum or are you like so? Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. So like, that's the thing. I think I'm probably stricter with them. And then I'll notice like when my mum and dad look after him when I'm at work, my mum's so soft with him. So he'll be like chewing on our clothes. And I'm like, no, tell him, no, we can't have him like chewing on clothes because he ripped my bloody jumper the other day. And she's like, no, Ralph, no. And I'm like, no, you have to be firm and give his little nose a boop. And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, I've never seen you once boop his nose and tell him off. She was like, I'm not booping his nose. And I was like, no, no I'm just a working class mother. That's what I am. Little smack around the head. There we go. They don't do it again. That's how you teach them. Just a little one. Just, yeah, just a boop. Just a boop. Exactly. Just, I'm yeah. not like going Conor McGregor on my dog, but <laughs> the little boop on the nose is what they need to be like, oh. Oh, I don't do that again, do I? And he's good. Like when I first got him, chewing clothes was the worst. Like I had to wear the same shitty old jumper for weeks because it was already so like threadbare. Um, and I thought I can't have him ruining all my clothes. But you're getting good at not chewing clothes. What are you doing? Where have you gone? He's chewing a treat. I don't even know where he got a treat from. <laughs> he's, but... he's just like he knows the secret hiding places. That's okay. it. I'll play it, Ralphie. <laughs>
with dogs but I've never sort of come across a dog as friendly as Ralph. Like, you'll walk past a person, you'll want to go and say hello. And, like, obviously some people you can tell don't want to talk to him, so I'll pull him away. But if someone, like, crouches down to pet him, I let him go over to them. And he's, like, jumping up at them and he's licking their hands and he's rubbing his head in. Like, he's so good with people. Absolutely loves everybody who he's met. Um, Really friendly. And then with other dogs, like, the only thing is, I think Ralph thinks he's bigger than he is. So he'll go up to like big dogs and he's trying to like sort of like sniff at their face, obviously, and like do that thing that dogs do. But obviously he's too little, so he jumps. And sometimes I think that spooks big dogs because they've got this little thing flying at their face. So he's had quite a few big dogs growl at him, but he just sort of cowers away. And then oh. he seems to be being a bit more gentle now. Like I noticed I walked him the other day and there was a dog about his size. And I was like, oh my God, please don't jump. Because he like when he jumps, obviously naturally he jumps at their face and totally get why that freaks some dogs out. And he was just sort of sniffing the dog and being really, really nice. And I was like, you're learning. Oh, good boy. Good boy. Good boy. I was going to say, actually, um, are you uh are you like gonna sort of take him sort of to gigs with you take him on tour is he gonna does he travel well and stuff i looked in the travel lodge let you have pets you just have to pay like an extra 20 quid to get the room cleaned yeah i was like fine so i think if i'm away for like a night i'll probably take him with us but then i think say like there's one in like may where i'm gigging away thursday night friday night and saturday night and i think that might be a bit much for him and um, so I'll probably leave him at the hotel of mom and dad for that weekend. Dad, yeah. Like, most times I'm only going to be away for like a night or two. And I think that'll be fine for him. But once it gets to like three days, I think he'll be a bit confused as to where he is. And you don't want to coop a dog up in a bloody hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I think as well, like the comedy sort of lifestyle really suits a dog as well. Because they like those kind of hours, you know, you're around during the daytime. It's, that's uh, the thing, I'm thinking about whether I get a job to go alongside comedy with like everything coming back and stuff and I was like mm, I have quite enjoyed like doing x amount of hours a week and knowing I'm getting x amount of pay and then the comedy sort of because you know what it's like doing comedy you do a gig in April and it could be September and you've still not been paid for it and you think oh, I've got shit to pay so it's been quite nice having something steady where I'm like even if all of these gig payments are late I can pay my bills I can like buy dog food for Ralph so I was like, mm, do I get something? But I got offered something the other day and it was full time. And I was like, can't live on my own with a puppy and work full time. That's so not fair. Yeah. Um, but I've been avoiding ringing mom back, but I'm going to do it today. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That's, that all sounds wicked. Um, like, I don't want to take up too much of your time today, Lauren. And I know Ralphie is desperate for a, for a walk. But... Um, <laughs> I get so see I spend all day being like oh my god I can't wait for it to be the evening when he's calm and he's sleeping and he's chilling he's <laughs> the second he goes quiet in the day I'm like what are you doing what's going what on you, like, trust him <laughs> <and> like, quiet it's <laughs> just you just have that nice downtime or the quiet before the storm it's either the one or the yeah. two isn't it oh that's wicked um you'll have to meet him when I bring him to London yeah please do please do and he, also I need to mention as well like um if you're ever in the North London area give Archie Maddox a shout because he is so clued up Archie messaged us so many like tips <laughs> on like, like cage training which I totally ignored sorry Archie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
like getting them like a certain toy which would like when I because I was I've been good since I got them I've not spoiled them too much by being with them well obviously I've got a day job I work like 16 hours a week so I knew he was gonna have time on his own but even like so like today I'll go to the shops I don't need anything at the shops but just so he's on his own for an hour I'll go to the shops and come back um, and Archie like told us like the best toy to get when obviously I first got him and he was like screaming the place down when I left that like occupies them and distracts okay. them and what's that? I don't know where he's gone. I heard him and then he disappeared again. <laughs> but yeah, Archie is like the dog expert. He is the dog expert. I promise you, he's like super nanny with dogs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what have you been doing? The look on your face tells me you've been doing it. You didn't. Yeah, I'll, I'll find a piss somewhere probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mystery will be solved shortly. That's uh... yeah. his new thing at the minute is my bras. He likes to. So I've just like you can probably see behind us. Just hung all my washing up. <laughs> and I up and I was like, I'm sure I had like a bra in the wash. And sure enough, I went in the living room and there's Ralph like draped in my bra. And I was like, perfect. Like they're so fun so... when that age, that age as well. It's like you sacrifice so many clothes and so many nice oh, yeah. things. But it is a hundred percent worth it though. It's just worth it aren't you dude so worth it is he gonna get much bigger we don't think he's gonna get too much bigger i think he'll maybe get maybe a kilo or two heavier um he's four and a half kilos at the minute and i think he won't go much bigger than sort of like six maybe i can't imagine him getting because his paws are so small yeah i think that's like oh isn't it like the size of their paws and i'm like you're not gonna get much bigger like tiny boy that's so nice. So you can just kind of take him everywhere. He just like sort of he loves being carried. Like the lift in my flat was broke the other day, and he was a bit spooked about. Um, like at my parents' house, he goes up and down the stairs fine, but they're quite well lit. Whereas the stairs in my flat are quite dark. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's a bit spooked. And so I was like dragging him along the carpet, and he's like flat on the carpet. And I was like, come on, Ralphie, we have to go down the stairs. The lift's broke. And eventually, I was like, oh, I'll just pick him up for quickness. And I picked him up, and he had the smuggest little look on his face. And he's like in my arms with his little paws like this, just like I'm being carried. And I was like, such <laughs> a little he, prince. Like. He he blatantly set that up. He blatantly peed in the lift to sort of just initiate yeah. that situation. That's a hundred percent. He does it when I'm walking him along the river, like, and obviously the quayside is so popular at the best of times, but in a lockdown where people can only really go for walks, the quayside's been so busy. I'll be walking him and sometimes he gets a bit overwhelmed by the amount of people. So he'll start like jumping up at my legs, which I think is his way of saying, please, will you pick me up? There's too many people. So I too yeah, too many people, I'm scared. I pick him up and I just carry him for a little bit until it gets a bit quieter. And you can see everybody doing a double take, being like, why is that baby so hairy? And I'm like, it's a dog. <laughs> it's a little dog. Uh, oh, yeah, like one one more question as well. Like, what's his um, guiltiest pleasure of human food that he just loves and needs to have? Cream cheese. Cream cheese. Even, you know, well, I made myself some little cheese and crackers the other day and the dog was going mad. And I was like, mm, you don't normally go this mad. What's the problem? And then my mum mentioned she'd had cheese and crackers at her house and let him lick the cream cheese off the cracker and he loved it. And Dangerous. I was like, yeah. No, when I've had it, he's been like this best. And I ordered um, a bacon naan kit from Dishoom the other day because I had a rare moment of missing London. And I was like, oh, like all the restaurants that are going to be opening back up. And I was like, I'm going to order a bacon naan kit. And you get a little pot of cream cheese. So I put some on my finger and I let them lick it off. And then like I sort of used everything I needed to use. And I was like, there's a tiny bit left. I'm not going to use that. And I was like, go on then, you can have it. So I like, oh my God. And like he had his face in the pot. His little beard <laughs> was covered in cream cheese. I was like, just as a one-off, can have your little cream cheese beard. 
Oh, that's beautiful. It's so good. It's so good when you find out that thing that just they adore and they, you yeah. know, that will control them for the rest of their life as well. That's amazing. Oh, Lord, this has been so lovely. Thank you so much for doing this. Like, I massively, it's just lovely to chat to you and see you again as well. And um, all right, Lauren, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Thank you so much to Lauren and Ralph there. That was fantastic. Also, big thank you to Ben Sounds. Um, I don't say this enough, but his music is absolutely fantastic. Anyone looking for really brilliant stock music, do go and check out Ben Sounds' website. Um, next week, we'll be speaking to international comedian Tammy Katan, who will tell us all about during a European tour during the pandemic and how the location settings on his Bumble app led to an international incident at Barcelona Airport. Also, there's been a little twist in the tale between Odin and Mitzi. Don't miss out. Hit subscribe and see you next week.